Bit of a modified version of the review this week. We're going to have to do it over the phone this week. Siebes, how are you? I'm good, mate. Now, the weekend, pretty crazy pretty crazy results in some of them. Just I'll touch on the first one, probably the craziest finish of the year. For 65 minutes, there was nothing doing. The Raiders and the Tigers, what, what do you take out of that game? Well, it, it was quite strange, actually. I think, um, I mean, the Tigers definitely started trying a little bit more attack at, at the Raiders towards the back end of the game, which is obvious. I mean, they scored those three tries, and it was basically in three consecutive sets. And then I think the fourth set was when the field goal came in. So, I mean, the Cowboys, uh, sorry, the uh, Tigers can score points. A, a part of me thinks the Raiders might have shut up shop, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the, however, it is concerning, though. They're the worst team of the year when they get a player in the bin. So it's obviously something that they have to look at. And they they crumbled as soon as Tom Starling went to the bin. But it was lucky that they got away with it. They've won eight out of nine. One win out of first. Are you, it's crazy. Are, are you putting them in pen for the eight? No. <laughs> No, not 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 yet. But they've um, they're very very deep lead pencil at the moment. I think um, <laughs> they've come a long way. And, and he, mate, you nailed it earlier on in the year. When you said there's a side there somewhere. Um, they are playing some decent footy. Corey Horsburgh is the one that impressed me the most. He's played. He started in the back row the past two weeks. I just think now that Jai Arrow and Tom Gilbert are out, uh, we will talk about Origin in depth a little bit later, but just on that one selection there, I think Corey Hawes was a real chance now. Yeah, but he can't play on, on an edge at that level. I think, um, you know, I, I don't think there's much of a future for him on an edge with Canberra, so he's got to get back into the middle. And if he gets picked for Queensland as a middle, 100% behind it. If he gets picked as a bloke who can play on an edge at Origin, he'll get exposed. Don't you think he's more like Jai Arrow? And I think Felice Cafusi will come in the starting side for Tom Gilbert. I think that's I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, Matt, I think Cafusi's still another week or two away. I don't know if he'll serve his suspension in time. Oh, jeez. So okay, so probably, let's let's say Cafusi's out then. I I thought Corey Horsburgh would be a better replacement for Jai Arrow, just in the fact that he is a middle but could play on an edge if needed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he could play there if needed. I think it brings um, Capewell back into calculations, even though I, you know, I think he's past it and not not quite up to that level anymore. The other one that may be a sneaky selection is Nanai. He um, he did have a good game yesterday. Yeah, that is that is really true, and he he might just come straight in there and slot into that back row spot and. And can play 80, and we, we've seen him do it before at a, at a high level in Game 3 last year, so that might be a good call. Just on the just on the round to finish out, the Roosters got away with a win there, but they're in all sorts, man. They are. Um, like, it's a struggling Bulldogs that pushed them to the, to the limit. And if it wasn't for, and again, Tedesco, I mean, criticise a champion at your own peril. <laughs> Everyone sunk the boot into him. He scores a double, set up a couple... Could have easily um, scored a third, so you know I think we just got to be a little bit realistic when we're criticising champions, and and that's what Teddy is. He, he's one of the best, and you know it wouldn't shock me if he's man of the match in game two for, for New South Wales. Um, but you're right, the, the Roosters are struggling. I, I think 
you know, the, the dogs scored a couple of easy tries early. Um, I never felt comfortable that the dogs were going to win, but they certainly pushed them to the end. Isn't it crazy, though, that Teddy had a 10 out of 10 game, involved in everything, absolutely brilliant, and they just won against the Bulldogs. Like, that shows you what the rest of the team's made up of. And yeah. there's one team all year that hasn't scored 30 points yet. So we've played, what is that, round 14, the Roosters haven't scored 30 points in a single game. Are you serious? No, that's, that's a good start, considering, <laughs> you know, we, we expected them to be, well, one of the best teams, but also we expected some attacking flair with some of the players that they've got. Yeah, they, they've got the worst attack in the comp by a country mile. It's not even close. So, um, um, speaking of um, <laughs> terrible, do we, do we want to talk about the storm, or are we letting that one go through to the keeper? No, we can absolutely talk about it. Uh, that <laughs> was uh, that's two years in a row now. They've gone to Townsville and just gotten blown away. I I don't really know what to make of that one. They they come off a buy. You'd think that they'd be refreshed, but they were just they went to water. Oh, they were rubbish. They, they were. Um, because the Cowboys were pretty good. I wouldn't say the Cowboys were you know, unbelievable. They were good. But the Storm looked so flat and, and their attack was woeful. I got asked by someone yesterday, a mate of mine, do they make any changes? I'm not sure there's any changes to be made. I think it's just a, they got belted. Yeah, and I don't, look, I don't know if they do have much else anyway to, to pick from. Um, they'll come good. You know, They're a good footy side and they've got enough good players there to to make their charge late in the year. But the, the problem with them is, is depth. I think they're at their limit at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Then they, they just don't have those... Like, some of the younger guys are doing a really good job, but usually they've got a veteran or two that comes off the bench playing reserve grade, that sort of role that can easily float in and out of the team, but they just don't have that at the moment. So well, I thought it would be Tarek Tim, to be honest, and, and he's playing reserve grade. Yeah, he is. He, he might... Um, he might push his way back into that side the way they played on the weekend. But uh, we'll have to see how that goes. Just to just to finish off the weekend, anything that caught your mind? Um, we had um, uh, the Broncos getting a really good win against the Sharks. Uh, the the Sharks blew a lot of chances, but at the end of the day, the, the Broncos were good enough to keep them out. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, the, um, the, the Broncos scrambled well. Um, the, Sharks, the Sharks really had five extra opportunities to score points. I'm going to say three of them were um, Broncos defending well and you know scrapping and, and making life tough. Two of them were just bomb tries, nothing more. Yeah, there was there was the two plays by Ronaldo Mortara that just perfectly sums up the Sharks this year, and that was the the amazing deflection he did um, when I think it it was their right side winger uh, was that Jesse Arthur's. So he, yep. Ronaldo went back and swatted the ball away, just perfect timing and a, a, a try saver, absolutely. And then there was the other one where he dropped himself, and you're just like, man. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. The, the other one, the glaring one, was when um, Kennedy was wide open early on, and they yeah. just found a way to bomb that as well. I mean, you know, there, there was a few things there which the Sharks would look back at. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we're going to do our top five halfbacks, and then we'll get into a state of origin wrap and bit of a bit of a talk about game two. So uh, we'll start with uh, the obvious and number one. So I've got Cleary. Yeah, Cleary's Cleary's the number one. He's he's the clear best halfback in the comp. I think um, Penrith have got enough points in the bank to you know cover that injury of his for the next month, six weeks, depending on how long he's out. Um, 
But if he's out for any longer than that, then things might get uh, might get a little bit tough for him. I suppose the um, silver lining for, for Ivan Cleary is that he gets to really freshen up Nathan, who's basically, what, played 32 games last year, then went on a, a kangaroo tour, come back, straight back into it. So blessing in disguise is a, is a bit of a rest there for him. Well, it is a bit similar to last year. He got that, um, was it last year he got that five-week suspension towards the end of the year? Uh, was that the year before? It, it was one of them, but it, yeah. uh, like they're on top of the ladder, so they don't need to. They're, they're not struggling to make the eight or anything. You know, they can take their time and they they can win from fourth spot, Penrith. Oh, that's right. And look, honestly, I, I haven't really looked deeply into their their next few games, but I'd say that they'll still win two or three of them anyway, just based on the other players that they've got. Yeah, well, they've got the Roosters this week, who they should just be able to grind out. Seriously, the way they're going. <laughs> That, that yeah. should just be a grinder. Yeah, and then the Cowboys-Panthers game, well, um, both teams are going to be, you know, missing a, a host of players, and uh, Cleary wouldn't have played that game anyway. So, you know, that, that's not going to be a big one for them. And then after that, I think that they might have a bye. So, you know, it's not going to be dire straits for them. No, absolutely not. So, and with the top five halfbacks, Cleary's a number one. But there are five guys who I think you can put in any order from two to six. So, who do you have at two? Um, at, at two, at the moment, I've got um, I've got Mitch Moses, and again, it's the parabias. We'll call it what it is. But he he took a team to a grand final last year. He had a couple of off games at the start of the year, but he's really turned the corner the last month, and he's been playing some good footy. And I think, um, yeah, I think he's the, the second best half going around. We won't, we won't mention the war, but Dylan Brown, obviously, in some doubt going forward, um, he's going to have to really lift now, isn't he? That's right. I mean, I don't know if Brown will get stood down at this stage, but regardless... Well, it's, it's, not in the, it's not in the automatic stood down range. It's just, a, it's just a matter of looks now, I think. Yeah, that's right. I think... Um, yeah, although I don't know. Well, at best, we probably don't comment on it. Yep, absolutely. So... Uh, Mitch Moses, he's in my five, but he's not my number two. I've got Daly at two, uh, purely just for origin. Oh, just he—he he is so good, Daly Cherry yeah. Evans, and I think yeah, he is. Mate. He's been in good form for Manly too. Oh, absolutely, and I—I I think that when it's all said and done, Daly will go. And I spoke to Josh Hannay about this the other day. I think Daly will go down as one of the most underrated Origin players that Queensland have had, purely because he's come off this era of Thurston Cronk Lockyer. And he's been expected to sort of take this team along, and certainly not with the talent that those teams had. But he does a magnificent job. He does, mate. And take you know, I don't know whether you agree or disagree, but in my mind, he's a better Origin player than Cooper Cronk was. He's done, he's done more. Like Cronk's, you know, he had those big field goals and won a couple of games for us like that. But over the last couple of well, since the COVID year, Cherry Evans has been outstanding. You know, he was captain of the the worst team in origin history and, and found a way for us to win and he just keeps doing it year after year so i think cherry evans is is great yeah absolutely so uh number three um i've got nico okay i've got well i've got um cherry evans as number three yeah okay okay so nico um and like i said anyone from two to six i wouldn't have an argument with with going in the top five but i just think nick nico's Journey has been really remarkable to be able to go to the Sharks, play play halfback. He didn't play much halfback, if any, at Melbourne, and really dominate from there. I will say it'll be interesting to see if he does get picked at halfback for the Blues. You would suspect it would probably be the case. Obviously, the temptation 
might be there to blow it up and go with an old South pairing. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he does get his crack. He um, obviously only played 10 minutes the other night and didn't do a great job in those 10 minutes. But uh, certainly a tough ask for him. But I think his form over the last 18 months is good enough to put him at three. So are we going to be, well, am I going to be the Grinch and be the one that brings it up? You know, like Nico, he's a poster boy. He's, he's a freaking attack. He's, you know, he, he's one of the best attacking players in the comp and, and he shows that week in, week out. But can the bloke tackle? What do you think, Tom? Well, it certainly wasn't on display the other night if he can. But I will say neither was Cameron Murray and Nathan Cleary who were standing right next to him. So no, I, I agree. I, I think... You know, smarter blokes than me are sitting on coaching staff. And <laughs> the second that he he got on the field, Queensland essentially started running sideways to get to him. So they, they've spotted something with him that, that they're looking to attack. And, you know, I think um, I'll, I'll be interested to see whether he gets a start. You know, I, I think they'll go with him, but it could be a watch this space. Uh, absolutely. I don't think it's a certainty at all that he starts. And, it's interesting, isn't it, when you've got clubs, when you've got club coaches going into Origin. So, so for example, you've got Josh Hannay going into Queensland camp. You know how, how much of that was a play? You know, and the big one, of course, is when Craig Bellamy coached New South Wales all those years ago. He was coaching basically against the Storm side. So and he struggled. He really did. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, my number four is Mitch uh, for all the reasons you outlined earlier. Who you got at four? I've got um, I've actually got Adam Reynolds at four. I don't think um, it'd be a shock that, that I've got him there, but um, his kicking game and his match match awareness and the way he steers the ship, um, it's yeah, it, it's elite and it's exactly what you want out of a, an aging halfback. Yeah, absolutely. Adam Reynolds is my five um, for all the reasons you just mentioned there. Who's you? Who do you have at five? Nico's my five. Okay, so the t- same top five. The the other who would be your sixth? Let's see if we're on the same page here. Who would right. be your sixth? I'll go first. Yep. Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. Yep. Sean Johnson is having a great year. Um, the other guy who I thought of, and I just couldn't put him in there because his form his form last year absolutely warranted it, but not this year, and that is Jerome Hughes. Oh yeah, definitely. Jerome Hughes is a good. He's a good footballer. He's yeah. a very, very good footballer, but he's just not playing well. No, but uh, those other fives—they're all—they're all great players, and uh, good to see we're on the same page with a couple of these positions. A couple of we're nowhere near each other, but uh, <laughs> that's all right. We'll keep going. So uh, next week we've done front rowers, so uh, back rowers next week. I think we'll do. So we go. We're trying to do our locks. Uh, we go locks. Yep. Cool. Um, all right. So we'll go on to Origin. Um. Ruben Cotter, he's the guy I want to start with because neither of us had him in our teams. Probably a mistake. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, he, he played really well. I, again, he, he wasn't he wasn't my man in the match. He wasn't in my top three, but he was no. outstanding. Well, it's, was, it's funny you mention that because I'm the same. Um, who was your man in the match? Well, mine was actually Munster. It had to be. It had to be. I can't yeah. believe... And this is what I've written about in the paper this week. I can't believe Munster was not the man of the match in game one. He he set up three tries and scored the fourth. Yeah, exactly. And it was moments. It was big moments where he took the game away from New South Wales. He did it two or three times. Um, it, it was just so bizarre. Do you reckon he's got to Cameron Smith territory as far as 
they are hesitant to give him man of the matches because we don't want to have someone have more than Wally. Yes, and that's why I think he he's a um, he's a front runner to be man of the series because I think man of the series you can do that, um, you can give it to the guns, um, yeah. but yes, I do think that they they are looking for an excuse not to give him man of the match because, and this is what I wrote about this week, so a bit of a spoiler alert, but. I I regard Wayne Bennett's greatest accomplishment out of all the things he's done as winning that 2020 series. I think that was phenomenal. I looked up the team today. There are seven guys there who aren't playing in the NRL anymore. And only, I think only one of them is retired. So there, there are guys there littered in that team that just had no right to be there, just purely through depth issues and injuries at the time. So for him to be able to win that series was remarkable. Now, if you look at Cameron Munster, he was man of the series that series, and he got knocked out in game two, but the other two games he was obviously brilliant and got Queensland the wins. Yeah. He is now, to me, at that Jonathan Thurston level. Like, he's, he's almost... I think he'll go down as a better player than Jonathan Thurston, particularly in origin. And, yeah, I, I, I agree, mate. And, and, and for mine, he's, he's on that second rung, only behind... You know, Lockyer, Smith, and, and Lewis. Yep, he's right there, and it's his case is only being added by the fact that New South Wales start favourite every year and Queensland win, and that. I, you know, I don't look. I don't know why we start favourites. Honestly, you look at. Sorry, I don't know why we don't start favourites. You, you look at the sides on paper, and there's a you know a struck match between them every single year. Um, I think we said in our our chat last week. Um, you put the two teams, if both teams play as best they can, New South Wales probably win, but that was before, um, you know, Latrell's gone. Because you had Latrell in and it's slightly tighter, things change. It was pretty um, evident that the New South Wales guys, especially that left edge, they'd obviously trained with someone else for the last week of their lives because it was the amount of balls that didn't quite hit the mark or went to ground and the timing was just a bit off. It was really evident, wasn't it? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and if you just take that play where the where Munster set up the hammer down the left hand side, the the one to take the lead, so you're down to twelve. You should never be able to get around a team when you're down to twelve. You should never be able to spread the ball and you know overlap a team if you know what I mean. So, so if you look at that, he's he's fended off Cameron Murray, Nico Hines, and Nathan Cleary, three club captains. Three guys that are, are marquees of their own clubs and three important players for New South Wales. And he's just fended them off and given the hammer half a metre. And yeah. that was enough to burn the fox. And that, to me, is just... He just doesn't care if if he doesn't come up with the play because he knows that in the history of the game, the greatest players have made mistakes. That's right. But his ability to back himself he, because he knows he does, his ability. He back, yeah, he does. He backs himself. And he's had, oh, I would argue, six or seven of those moments already in his origin career. No right. doubt. You st- that's the brilliant thing that the most important time in the game and they've come off for him. And it started with his debut. He had one of the greatest debuts in the history of State of Origin. Yeah, and um, well, my, um, my brother was, was on that uh, part of that team and he told me that Cameron had the worst week of training in the history of rugby league. 
He couldn't catch a cold. Everything he did, he was throwing forward passes, dropping everything that come away. He was just so nervous. And then he went out and, and put that performance in. Yeah. It's it's pretty remarkable. Um, let's just talk about changes. We did touch on it before. So who are we missing? We're missing Tom Gilbert, Jai Arrow. Uh, let's assume Felice can't come back. Um, yeah, I, I think apart he Apart from Capewell, is there any other back roles that you'd go with? Nan- oh, or go, Nanai? Nanai. I'd go, I would go Nanai first, um, but I think they'll go Capewell. Yep. It, it would help if the Cowboys put together a strong performance again this weekend. That would obviously help Jeremiah Nanai. Um, I, I do think that, well, I, I know that the Queensland coaches love Kurt Capewell's ability to play centre as well. And that that probably would have been handy the other night, the way the injuries fell for Queensland, because the they don't really have any outside back cover on the bench. Like, Ben Hunt was playing centre at one stage. Yeah, that's right. And I think, um, well, I was surprised they didn't put Fafita out there, to be honest. Yep. I think, um, you know, I reckon he can cover there at a pinch. But... We need a specialist second roller that comes in and, and you know, Capewell and Nanai are going to be... It's going to be one of those two guys, I think. And then um, and then Horsburgh, um, he, he'll come in for... Well, you would assume he'll come in for um, Gilbert. Yeah. It's really sad to see Tom Gilbert out for the series. He's becoming like a... Like a, just a bit of an icon for Queensland. I don't know what the word... Like a cult hero... For Queensland, he's a he's a great player. You know, is that only his second game as well? Yes, because he he debuted in game three last year. Yeah, and he's he's well, he's, he's got that healthy splash of lunacy in him, hasn't he? <laughs> he reminds me of Luke O'Donnell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he, I don't know if his eyes roll back any head as bad as I. <laughs> yeah, psycho Luke O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> The um, yeah, I, I suppose just we don't really have a great deal of other options in the back row, though, do we? Not many, not many. Um, like is well, he? I think Heal yeah. and Lukey's a Queensland. So I, th- I think the the Cowboys have Heal and Lukey and um, Jeremiah Nanai, and I know that Healam probably hasn't played as much footy as you'd want behind him, but it's certainly exciting. Yeah, true. I- yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't know how sold I am on Lukey yet, yeah. apart from him being a monster. Oh, cer- certainly Nanai's ahead. Yeah, agree. Um, and we move on to New South Wales. So Latrell has to come back. How do you fit the back five? Well, I'm, like Crichton was really good. He, he was really, really good. Um, but Latrell comes straight back in as left centre. It's as simple as that. He, he's got to be there. Um, Ado Carr had a, had a stormer yesterday, which helps his cause. But I don't know if he was involved enough in Origin 1. So, again, I don't think they're going to drop him. But, you know, I, I don't think he's a lay down to, to get picked um, for, for Origin 2. And, you know, again, Turbo, they're going to pick him. It, it's, I put that in the Tedesco basket. It would be bizarre to not pick him. Now, someone who's been there, he's done it multiple times. I think um, I think they pick him. 
And then it comes down to the heart, and it's whether you go Luai and Nico, or you bring in an Adam Reynolds or a Mitch Moses. So I, I don't think they bring in Reynolds because they had the opportunity to bring in Reynolds last year, I think it was, and and they overlooked him and brought in Moses. I so I, I, I do get that. I do get that, but the fact you're coming off a loss, do you, you look at Cody and Reynolds, and I I am actually more scared of a Reynolds Walker Cook combo with Appy off the bench. I'm more scared of that as a Queenslander. Um, yeah, I'm not. Cook scares me. Cook scares me, and I would sit there, and I reckon half the Queensland side would be rubbing their hands together thinking, how good is that? Cody Walker's there. Let's just get under his five minutes and watch him unravel. I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. So, but it's the... It's in big games. It's the fact that Latrell's back as a combination of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Teddy in game one? I thought Teddy was... Or, yeah, but he tried his guts out. Oh, of course. The effort will never be questioned. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm comparing Teddy to, to normal Teddy. If you know, I'd give Teddy a 6 out of 10 for last week, and that's compared to normal Teddy. Yeah. But compared I'm... to normal bloke, any other footballer, he, he was probably really good. You know, he had his moments, he bombed a couple of tries, but apart from that, he probably wasn't as bad as we make out. It's just the fact that normal Teddy's got such a big benchmark. And I get that. And I don't want to act like the the Teddy puncher. I don't want to use him as a punching bag. But I, I thought he was really poor the other night. Like, I thought it was the worst game I've ever seen him play. And there were probably five moments that stuck out to me that were just like, oh, my God. Um, and also the fact that I know he had a blinder on the weekend, so it makes me look like a stooge now. But the fact that I think he has lost something physically and he might be injured I don't know but he's just lost something he doesn't have the same I'm gonna say strength for lack of a better word and him and Munster have the exact same trait they're just hard to tackle their hips must be extremely strong he's just lost it probably like five percent but it's enough you you do know who ran for the most meters of that game I get that I get that I get that he, he, I think he had seven or eight tackle breaks and 220 metres. You know, that, that side of his game was good. Oh. It was the execution that was, that was poor. I get that. Uh, but defensively also, like the, um, like the hammer broke his ankles 30 metres away. Uh, I reckon he slipped over. He might have slipped over. Uh, the Cobo try? The... the Cobo one was bad and the no pass out of car was bad. Yep. And you can't get out jumped by Lindsay Collins. No, you shouldn't. You should never get out jumped by Lindsay Collins. <laughs> that, that's the one in a million. Um, but yeah, look, oh. I'm not saying that he wasn't himself, and um, that those couple of moments weren't bad. But you know, if well, I put it this way, and I know that we've had a chat about it, and, and you're a, a Dylan Edwards fan, and you'd like to see him get a crack. Oh, I'm a Teddy fan too. I'm a Teddy fan too. I can just guarantee you, there's no way on earth that um, he, he runs for um, 200 metres in an origin. Not a chance. Dylan Edwards would not, he would not go close to that. So I'll ask you this. I've got no doubt Teddy will be their game too, right? If they lose that, 
it, they could lose the next four games. <laughs> if if they lose next, if they lose this series and next series, and he's terrible, that's when the conversation can start. Yeah, but he's got he's got points in the bank. I and look, no doubt, he's one of the best players New South Wales have ever had. Um, and I don't want to act like I'm trashing him because he's a phenomenal player. Um, I just, I just thought it was uh, certainly to Queensland's benefit the other night, and may, it might just be a case of Queensland just had the perfect game plan, and then that was it. Um, yeah, but and that's exactly right. I mean, they they frustrated New South Wales out of it, and that was great. It was good to see him rattle. Um, but, but the the one thing, and I know Cleary being injured changes things again. But the one thing, and I think we spoke about this as well, in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, God, New South Wales were like really, for all intents and purposes, they were hopeless. And they nearly found a way to, to get it done. Um, that, that's, that's the one thing that I'm sitting there thinking, we've got to be better. Can I, can I ask you about this? And this is one thing that um, you got an inkling from Billy of in the press conference and Josh basically confirmed it the other night. The license that the Queensland coaches give to Cherry Evans and Munster in particular to spread the ball in their own half is such yeah. a refreshing approach in origin. And the fact that they do it so well, like it's it's an easy 20 metres if you can just, you know, spread it through the hands in your own 20. Um, but they give them this license to, to use the ball in, in their own half. And do you think that that's, um, like, I think it's a massive reason for their success. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Again, Billy Slade is smart. He realises that he's not going to get good yardage metres out of Reese Walsh. Um, Cobbo's not renowned for his yardage metres as well. So they're not going to come in and, and make a heap of yards for us from just straight off the right hit-ups. So they've got to use the footy, try and get to the edges and, and take an easy 15 opposed to a, a really tough 6 or 7. For the... For the um forwards for New South Wales, did anyone warrant dropping, in your opinion? Um, I will be shocked if they go with um, Pangai Jr. again. I think um, he, what he did wasn't actually that bad as far as his effort and energy and his hit-ups. He strong carries. It was the penalties he gave away at really crucial times. Yep. And the uh, New South Wales got back into the game and I think they probably started to get on top of us a little bit. And remember, he threw that ridiculous offload out the back. Yeah. And we grabbed the footy, and I don't think we lost possession for the next ten minutes. And that's that that block there set up the last six or seven minutes where we, you know, put him away. Well, that's when he got hooked when he threw that offload. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. And I just think. Oh, it'd be tough, you know, to, to play one game. and Because he didn't look like... There's been blokes in the past that play, and you watch it and you think, oh, he's just not up to it, or he's just not that type of player. He's not built to play Origin. Penguin Jr. didn't look like that. He looked like he, he fit right in, but it was just uh, the discipline and the, the, the penalties and the silly load, I think, might cause him to, to get sputtered. Um, or, and again, who knows what they do with their halves. But you can't have Nico Hines on the bench. It's got to be Burton's got more utility value, or I agree. I, I, I play Damien Cook. I start him and Corus on the bench. Just to finish up with, um, 
The bench rotation for New South Wales was absolutely horrendous. In my opinion, Freddie's getting coached off a break here. It was evident a couple of years ago when Wayne took him to school, and now Billy's coached him off a break. This is this is not a good look for Freddie when you look at the bench rotations at the end. And Payne Haas played 31 minutes. Yeah, he, he definitely... I don't know, I'm not that hard on him. I, I don't think I don't think They didn't have a that, plan for Nico Hines, man. Like they, they didn't have a plan for him. He was just there for injury. They, they carried him there for injury. That's exactly right. I, I think where they got it wrong was as I said, there's no way on earth he should have been on the bench over over Cook. And um Paulo and Haas didn't play enough minutes. But, you know, you, all those things aside, Freddie doesn't um he doesn't miss those one-on-one tackles on the field. He doesn't not pass it out of car untouched. I think, you know, it's, it's easy to, to get stuck into him, and there's certainly things that he should have done better and he's, he's not great at. But fundamentally speaking, they look like they were a team that was prepared well enough. They didn't take their opportunities, and we did. Fair enough, Seebs. Good to talk to you. By this time next week, we'll have Origin 2 teams out, so we'll break it down then, hey? Perfect. Thanks, mate.